The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora tato, this is Toby Manhai with another episode of your friendly local politics podcast, Gone by Lunchtime. What you're about to hear is part of the Gone by Lunchtime Megapod, a 12-hour epic event recorded on September 20 at Spinoff HQ. Enjoy. Tēnā koutou We're back. Hey, sorry, Annabelle and oh, I just had to duck just... out. <laughs> We just had to duck out at 10 a.m. Oh, wow. and, uh, so, and the Zorg. So we just we had to do something, it. but we're back now. How's it gone? You were here just before, Ben. Did I hallucinate that? I think so. It was a, a real pod session. What have you been doing, Annabelle? Work and <laughs> And also all on my own because my husband's away. Yeah. So I did all the working and then I did all the parenting and then I came here. Can I say what's... Well, have you got? Do you guys remember that movie Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling and what's her name? Michelle. She was married to Heath Ledger. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. No. And there's a bit in the movie where she starts screaming at him, I'm so out of love with you, and then pounding her chest. I've got, there's nothing left in here for you. There's nothing left in here for you. <laughs> It's a little bit where I'm at with you guys. <laughs> and the selection. That would be such a harsh buzzkill. Been going for 12 hours and then Annabelle breaks up with us on the last hour. <laughs> Don't do that. Sorry. She's joining caucus. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> what have you been doing, Ben? Uh, yeah, a bit of work. Um, yeah, just a uh, day job, keeping keeping up with the campaign. Um, How's Stuart Nash doing? Uh, he's, Did you ask? He well, no. Fortunately, I checked just before he came on. Um, he got up to five thousand six hundred press ups. Uh, then he had to be rushed to Hastings for shoulder surgery. <laughs> Are um, you serious? But he's been he's patched up and back on his way. Six thousand three hundred press ups. Did you ask Michael Wood? About the band. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't ask. I asked you one thing. <laughs> I asked him one about Yaks. I asked you to ask. I asked him about Yaks. What did he say about Yaks? Fuck me. He went you for guys Don- are getting the real me. This is what I'm like after 8 o'clock. You can imagine what life is like for my husband. I should have been in bed half a fucking hour ago. So you're getting the real pod. The real gone by lunchtime. I, did, I, I asked about Yaks. And that was he what chose, Ben wanted, no, not what he chose I a donkey. Which you mentioned the donkey. He, he did. chose a donkey. He, <laughs> he did. said he wanted a donkey. <laughs> His redemption animal is going to be a, a donkey. Oh my God, love. And he's got a family history of donkeys. Mm. Wait, what? 
what is he Jesus or something? <laughs> <laughs> do you not know? Do you not remember the conversation we had earlier about how? Simon Bridges had a yak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, no, we know all that, no, but what's I, his family the connection family history to the with donkeys. donkeys? That's what I want to know. Oh, just about. The, I mean, not in the family tree. You know, just... <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> I think that would make him a mule if that was the Yeah, case. yeah, that's <laughs> um, So anyway, that's an achievement, isn't it? I did not ask him about... What was it? Na- Woods, Nash and... Alan Woods and Nash. Alan Woods and Nash. <laughs> that's a good gag. I... Like I can hear the music already in my head, and I want to download it. <laughs> so How are you our, our, our one, you were like, "Oh yeah, nah, Ellen, Ellen Nash and Ellen Woods." Nash and Woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember that in hour twelve. <laughs> no, I think we <laughs> were talking about it just before like. Te- I hear rudely played us off our own pod. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone home now. He's resigned. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how are you feeling? Yeah, good. Are you sick of the humans? Not really. I kind of had a little bit of a wobble, I think, about our 10. Mm. But then, you know, I just pushed on through. Had are you a lovely, sick of the politics? long chat with Bernard, who you were just talking to in the I green room. Know. What were you talking to Bernard about? It was a very Everything. intense conversation. I had to Everything. crowbar you out of there. Everything. Was it about infrastructure and investment? Yep. Was it about the the economy being a housing market with a bit stuck onto it? Yep. <laughs> was about all of that stuff and the history of Taranaki and oh. the history of Galatea, like everything. Oh, it was everything. If you had a private audience mm. with Bernard Hickey, wetlands, forestry, it was all that and more, wow. just like jammed into like a really intense 15-minute conversation. It was was worth coming back here for TBH. I've still got, <laughs> even though there's nothing left for you, there's still, there's still, a, lot left, there's still a lot left for Bernard. Uh, do you see the poll, Ben? Saw the poll, saw the TV1 poll. Um, National 37, Labour 27, ACT and the Greens both on 12. Wait, so go again, start again, start again. So National on 37, yep. down two, I think, on the last... One Ooh. news variant poll. Yeah. Labour, 27, down one on the last mm. one news variant poll. Act, 12, up two on the last one news variant poll. And the Greens, 12, can't remember what they got last time. So they had t- 12 and 12. 12 and 12. Yeah. 12 and well, even 12. Stevens. Um, uh, Chris Hipkins has got a new line. Yeah. National have peaked. Oh, National have peaked, right. and now well, they're on. That's my line. That's what I've been saying about the minor parties. He can't take my line. He has to get <laughs> his own. Surely. Yeah, no, that's a good point. He does need to get his own. Mm. Did you hear though? Other big news of the day that we've established that Chris Hipkins has read a book. Oh. Yes, I did see that. He, he was on the. He was on the podcast. Mm. Have yeah. we had that independently verified though? That he's read a book. Yeah. No, we haven't. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I should have. Oh no, we did ask him about the details of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Which was the book he chose. (laughs) It wasn't the very hungry caterpillar, but it was the fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, yeah. We we asked him about what's the names, Budge and Bimble Bomb, and all the blogs and you know the bad men Mm. that kill the foxes. Mm. He seemed he wasn't startled by that, so (laughs) scanned. Mm. It was good. uh, Chris Christopher Luxon. He was like, I I think it's the Minister of Customs. Christopher Luxon, you have forty-five minutes to call into the pod and discuss. Your mojo. Lots of interesting mojo findings over the course of the day. Mm-hmm. We got the mojo chart up there. Can you see it there? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A lot of 11s. Quite a few 11s. Who are these overjoyed 
jerks. <laughs> yeah. So. Anywho, um, how was Deb Ngarewapaka? She was good. I forgot to ask her about her mojo. You know what it's like you do an interview, you've got to ask someone Always about their the mojo. Always the wakanem Māori that doesn't get asked about their <laughs> mojo. Well, to be fair, she, was, she wasn't there when we tried to talk to her, so we had to squeeze into a short period of time. Uh, that was the reason why. Mm. She was good. She thinks she's going to win. That's why we need a separate Māori health authority so that we can have our <laughs> mojos oh tiakied and I'd like to, Well, I'd like to take this <laughs> opportunity to formally apologise for erasing Waimini Māori's mojo. It's, um, it's not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> no. and the day after Suffragette Day as well. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, uh, we've got one question in. <clears throat> Oh my there are God, a few, is but I'm not organising everyone. This is from Julie, who's our number one most beloved member hey of the spin-off. Yeah. She brought in these chocolate fishes for us. Oh. Aww. Or is the plural just chocolate fish or chocolate fishes? I don't know. Chocolate fie, I believe it okay. is. Um, and her question, of course, <laughs> is on the great Truman Dewey example of 1948. <laughs> what did the team think of the possibility of a repeat of the Truman Dewey election of 1948? No, I wasn't around then, says Julie. But it is often cited as one of the most unexpected election results. Dewey on track to win and polls, fewer in those days, expecting him to win, but that is not what happened on the day. And I have a sense that Julie might be hoping that one of you might be able to conjure a scenario mm. by which Labour would win the election. Is there? And it's a good question. Here's the scenario. Yeah. National national don't rule out New Zealand first. Mm. Uh, New Zealand first by becoming even more racist and even weirder about bathrooms. Um, somehow we managed to get 6 or 7% and they take that off ACT or National. Mm. Um, and after the election, Winston Peters throws his principles uh, to the seven winds, mm. joining all of his previous principles, um, and <laughs> and goes into coalition with Labour, Te Party Māori and the Greens. Um, A four-part <laughs> harmony. I mean, a farmony, as you might say, if it was a half bilingual thank word. Thank you, thank you. Do you yeah. like that? Did you see um, uh, Tairua Toruwa, the up the wires side? Yes, I did, cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I saw some un stressful signs of appeasement from David Seymour on the news today. He uh, being asked about the poll results, he said, "Well, of course we couldn't we couldn't work closely with New Zealand first, so there'd have to be some sort of a looser arrangement." But that that seems that seems much less definitive than we won't sit around the cabinet table with mm. them. And I'm like, it would be a shame if they went this racist and they still didn't keep New Zealand first out. Bro, all of those guys will be friends with New Zealand first if they get in a whiff of of having enough mm. votes to to make a government. That, uh, that's the same with Labour and it's the same with Nash. I mean, we should take it as a given that both part, both of those parties will will form some sort of relationship with New Zealand First if it means they can govern. Really? Of course. I mean... You're not going to go, oh, you know what? No, nah, I'm going to go sit on the can, opposition benches yeah, for three are, years? There are, no so, there are, and there, you know, of course not there are examples that, that, that add evidence to that. Mm. Winston Peters has ruled out Labour. Hipkins has ruled out Winston Peters and said some pretty personal things about him. Like, do you really think? Do you really think that it's possible that Labour and New Zealand first? Of course, one trillion percent. <laughs> you, you saw, you saw in the debate last night. the The first time Hipkins got animated was to thunder from the pulpit that any government with Winston Peters in it 
is chaotic. And he didn't at any point say, and so we shouldn't have gone with him in 2017. Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, it was implicit, wasn't he's, it? He's he said, a, no. he'll, run, he'll run rings around you. He'll, Yeah, you know, no, no, he, but that was, a, he, that was putting down Luxon. He was saying he'll run rings around oh, you. Not okay. he'll, wouldn't run yeah, rings yeah. around it me. It wasn't a, a self-reflective thing of, Winston's going to run rings around me. Yeah. And, and I it's guess, like he's going to run rings around him, but he won't run rings around me because I've been, this is not my first rodeo. Rodeo. The argument that you would make in terms of trying to justify that is, well, yeah, they say all sorts of things trying to get into government, but what's their record? Winston becomes foreign minister or treasurer. There aren't any particularly catastrophic. You know, you can say that some of the provincial growth fund was not well applied, but where are the where are the catastrophic policy results, public policy results from having New Zealand first in government? I think the problem for a governing party is more what doesn't happen and how that occurs. You know, there are numerous, uh, you know, my understanding is that in the New Zealand First Labour government, there would be a lot of times when Labour and New Zealand First would negotiate a position on a policy. Mm. People would come up to Cabinet after heaps, lots of work's done, the announcement's all planned, and then at the Cabinet table, Winston Peters says, no, <laughs> this is not happening. So, you know, that sort of stuff can be very disruptive to a government. Oh, the handbrake, the handbrake theory. I suspect that, like, if he was to get back into like parliament and be in a position to, you know, if he was required to to form a coalition, that he, I suspect he'd be on his best behaviour. I, I think that he'll want to build his credibility back up and mm. the credibility of New Zealand first back up in the eyes of voters to look like the steady hand of government rather than the handbrake of government. An earthquake. There's an earthquake in the South Island today. I'm just reading that. Yeah. Was that bad? Is <laughs> all right? I don't think it was too bad, but probably tr- triggering or traumatic for, you know, people, who people yeah, from Waitaha. Geraldine. Um, oh, I've got some more stuff. It was at the start of the earthquake. <laughs> it was the missing million all moving at one time. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's, that's how you get your Dewey Truman. <laughs> Dewey Truman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyone else? How many thousands of millions are listening to us at the moment? Oh, yeah, what's our... Samuel? Do you, do you want to hear all of the positive things people have been saying about you in the comments? Uh, I only want to hear nice things about me. Yes, read them out quickly. Let's take your selection of the five most complimentary compliments. Go. ALM F-bombs. Yay, more. Slay. Uh, <laughs> Megapod every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alice Neville uh, says, quote, who are these overjoyed jerks is a mwah Annabelle line. I think, you, I think it's your campaign slogan on that one. I think wow. I might launch a party. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to do her own podcast without these flunkies. No, I flunkies. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ben? You got some new information. I was, I was just going to say, I've, I've got a note tap. I was compiling stuff that was happening through the day. Really? Oh. Just, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you know, I'm a professional. So. Right, politics stuff or just general stuff? No, no, uh, no, this is all politics stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hipkins wrong about soda in schools. So Ooh. this was him in the debate last night oh, saying that when he said that they don't have them fizzy in primary drinks have been banned anymore. in primary schools and they haven't been. He said, I've already banned fizzy drinks in primary schools yeah. and I'm going to do it in secondary schools. Yeah, he did say that. And no, and, Is and that it's not, not correct? True. 
No, that's another failure of delivery by Labour. <laughs> Apparently when he was Education Minister, he did a briefing on it and worked up a policy document, but they never got around to doing it. So, <laughs> Did they not remember to hit the send button on the email? It's, it's, it's real student politics brain. You know, it's like doing something means like signing something or like, you know, sending a paper to somebody. It's like my life you know? admin. It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, and what happens after that? Well, who knows? Mm. Who fucking knows? Oh, you, know? you want someone to follow through on it when it wasn't made a law? I assume <laughs> that it'd been made a law. I gave a briefing. Seriously, though, just um, thinking back to that. Um, so, anyway, to he's that promised poll. he'll do a briefing. Oh, he'll do a briefing on oh, soda being banned for secondary <laughs> schools. Yeah. Um, so, that would give ACT and National 61. The poll results today? Yeah. Which is, Which is a, a very fragile government. So what would that give the rest? So that's 59. Um, 59. 59. You can't govern with 61, surely. No, and, and, and you, if you had an overhang, like if you had, um, if Te Party Māori were to get like four seats mm. and then get 2%, 2%, yeah, then you'd get 121 seats probably. Okay, and then imagine in this scenario yeah. that, that, Karev that New Zealand first gets four Four point nine percent. So then, what happens? Like that's great news for then National Act would have like sixty five seats. Yeah, it's so great they, news. They'd, for they'd love that. They'd love that. Yeah, that would be their dream scenario. But, their dream but scenario. what would happen if you end up in a scenario where New Zealand First doesn't get back? Yeah, but the right block's got sixty one. No, because they'll get more because it's you know if they get say forty nine percent between them, they'll get they get forty nine percent off really say ninety. Four percent of the votes okay. cast. The way they carve up the pie. Thanks for killing my hypothetical guys. Yeah. So it's so boring. I wanted <laughs> so, some. Sorry. I wanted to like talk about you if there is if it's Julie, a sixty-one fifty-nine hope. split on the on the night without New Zealand first being there somehow. What like then? What does the right block do? Do they just like go bugger it? We're just going to go balls to the wall. Sixty-one. All yeah, they in. Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. Would they not try and? Form some sort of friendship. Sure. No. With yeah. I, th- I think they would. Yeah. They, Mar- they'd, uh, they'd, they'd try Maori it. But I, get a memorandum with have a discussion, but it wouldn't be. A, it would panels. be unlikely to be a confidence prop. I don't think. No. 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 And but you'd, you'd reach out. You'd reach out. But it, but that result would be if that result were to play out, that would be an incredible reverse. It would it would mean, to coin a phrase, that national have peaked. <laughs> <laughs> and that they're about to plummet. Like it would be a that would be an extraordinary turnaround based on the polls we've got now the, for that the, to happen. The problem with Luxon's theory ah oh, no, sorry, Hipkins theory that well, National have peaked is that even if National have peaked, it seems that the vote that they've lost has gone to act. And so that doesn't really help Labour much. Mm. Um Yeah, so bad news. Anyway, so that's soda. Uh what else have we got? That was good. Uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, Only another half hour to go, guys. Oh, Hipkins book preference, but we've you've already <laughs> Hipkins book preference, yeah, but you've already covered yeah, that. Yeah, we've got that. Although we haven't co- so the Da Vinci Code, he said was his favorite adult book. Well, that's oh, yes, God. no, he's, yeah, he said Dan Brown, Dan and then Brown. he said like the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, which is it's not much better, is it? It's it's not good, and it's and it's kind of the you know the 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 <laughs> the, 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 the answer that you've been fed, probably I mean, this is a, it's a genuine answer, but the answer you've fed is like Lee Child, right? Because that's got a bit of cred as well as being, you know, an airport Does or battery. Lee Child? Yeah. Oh. Fancy people love Lee Child. Okay. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Well, what's Lee Child? Is that the. Uh, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, I, no. Even, no, it's even Lee Child. That's not. It's on. What's your favourite book? Hot shot. Um. One of the Jack Reacher books. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember their names. Duncan's out there, help me out. I interviewed him once, Lee Child. He was really? a cool. incredibly, as you'd imagine, very sardonic British leather jacket wearing, chain smoking dude. Amazing. Cool. Interesting. Um, I think Chris Hopkins should read some of his books. What's next on your list? Chris Hopkins should get a leather jacket and chain smoke. Oh, imagine that. So cool. Imagine if he just they, went they need full. a tiebreaker there because they were both on twenty three for preferred oh, PM. Maybe. They agreed on everything last yeah. night. Neither of them read adults' books. Okay, like they they need a tiebreak. One of okay. them needs to smoke a pack of Lucky Strikes a day. Two packs. Two packs. Okay. Well, look. Okay, but that's 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 the end goal. But I'm going to suggest as a gateway to that mm. next debate, News Hub debate. Chris Hopkins comes on, and the look, the look that he was wearing that day in Napier. The wraparounds, the hoodie. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. when um, Jenna went up to him and he was like, oh, Jenna, you're not, yeah. I'm trying to have Might have been this. media. Was it Jenna? I think it, it was, was Jenna. Jenna. Okay. But but rocks up to the podium just like that. Like what? Oh, what? Honestly, what I would give, what well, that, I would give for that. I mean, that would really, they'd be like, oh, what, are you some corporate guy? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then like, <laughs> what, what, what's, what's every, I mean, who hasn't done a ram raid? He'd be like, you know. <laughs> I'm so into it. <laughs> and then smoke a cigarette. Yeah, in the studio. Yeah. And then the alarms go, so Luxon doesn't get a rate of reply. <laughs> Just leave. What else could he do? What else could Chris Hopkins do in the second debate? To uh, really change the game. Announce some meaningful policy? No, I feel like, you know what, I feel like... This election is no longer about policy. I, I, I feel like you could announce tomorrow that everyone's going to be given a house for free and it probably wouldn't really change the way people are thinking. I Dare I say it, this election is about mojo. Mojo. <laughs> mojo. And vibes. Yeah, did you That's see... That's where we're at. Did you see Luxon? Because on the news, you know, they had, they had shots of Luxon at the goat farm and... Yeah. You know the goat farm. No, the, Chris Luxon what? National Party goat farm. Um, you know, and he he looked alive. You know, his 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 voice is quickened. He sounds more like John Key than ever. He's mm. got that sassy and, swag of a guy polling well. Eh? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no doubt about it. Apparently, he milked a goat. Yeah, and then the goat just was flooded with mojo. Wings sprang out its side and like a flew off into a rainbow with sparkling. Ah, he went full bobit on it. He just. You know, it was great footage. What else happened today, Ben? Uh, let's check the notes. Oh, let's have a look. Uh, oh, <laughs> Sam, Sam, talk us through while, work, while, work, while we check our phones. WorkSafe, WorkSafe are restructuring up to 100 jobs. Oh. So that's, that'll save them a few cuts after the election. Um, uh, oh, uh, Thomas Coughlin wrote something today um, about uh, in the Herald. And, it, and, and it's about sort of Labor's latest attack line, which, you know, I'm not sure about the magnitude of it, but, you know, it is actually a relevant difference between the parties and, it, and they sort of touched <coughs> on it in the debate yesterday. Right. Um, which is sort of the, the future of, um, you know, uh, na- National's fiscal plan, which is they take away all this money that's raised by the emissions trading scheme. They take it away from, you know, the, the, the policies that, 
you know, uh, the current government had earmarked that for, uh, they called it the Carbon Emissions Reduction Fund, mm-hmm. SURF. And that was earmarked for, you know, all of these initi- different initiatives. One of them's, you know, the one that, where they bought the, the laser smelter thing for blue scope steel and um, some, of it, well, some part, part of it was the cash for clunkers scheme, which they abandoned earlier in the policy bonfire. Mm-hmm. I think the, um, the ute tax, I think, is maybe funded out of it. Uh, you know the ups, o, o, the odds and overs, um, mm. and 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 the crux of this difference is that under the emissions trading scheme, emitting emitting a ton of carbon has a price, and it didn't used to. And the question is, you know, you know, the, the, the person who's selling it, or you know, it's, it's at the earliest point pays for it, but ultimately consumers will have to pay, right? So there, there's this question of, do you use the proceeds from that, that the government earns from being paid by carbon emitters, mm-hmm. putting a price on it, disincentivizing the emissions of carbons, do you use that money on what National would call corporate welfare and what the government and slash Labour Party would call sort of emissions reduction initiatives, or do you just re- redistribute that money, you know, however, in tax cuts or just put it into the consolidated fund and then you rely entirely on... The, em- the emissions trading scheme itself yes. to lower redu- uh, to lower emissions. Now, lab- Labor's argument, uh, you know, National's argument is you have all of these schemes of, you know, varying usefulness. You know, you don't know that they'll reduce emissions. So, you know, a lot of them just end up as sort of bribes or, you know, middle-class subsidies, that sort of thing. Labor's counterpoint is if you rely on the market only – uh, you will inevitably get price shocks um, because the price of carbon has to go quite high before you'll actually get meaningful emissions and, and changes in consumer behaviour. So that, that's a genuine difference between the two parties um, where, where there are not that many. Um, and, uh, you know, you know Cogl- Coglin's article is, is, is a good starting point. Um, yeah, but but I think I think that is that is something that maybe hasn't come to the fore uh, in the in the it's, debate so far. The, the the potential for that to seize the public consciousness is relatively small. I would have thought the thing that the National Party has done is said that we're going to use those funds and call it a carbon dividend, but it's not a carbon dividend yeah, that's at right. all. Yeah, you know the carbon dividend is argued, for example, by Eric Crampton, who is very hot on an issue like this, would involve actually distributing that money to people as a set carbon, so you would see that amount of money was coming towards you. <clears throat> and there are different ways of designing it whereby you'll be required to spend it in ways that are related to the environment or not. But neither of them is offering a carbon dividend. Mm. The thing is that like people, people do actually care, but we're not talking about it in a way where they can understand the real-world impacts of it on their life. Eh? Like everyone in Ikaroa cares very much about all of these issues but when it's being spoken about at that level it kind of washes over people you know and, and there's a danger Where, and politicians need to think about how they communicate these really important issues um, so that all New Zealanders can participate in the decision making around it yeah, but there's a danger sort of making it too simple as well because um, was it this most recent week the Sunday Star Times had a poll where they sort of said where they put to people would you would you pay five cents a litre extra for gas yeah. if that mm. you know combated carbon you know uh, climate change uh, and and what they found was that it was about sort of 
10 cents a litre, people were like, nope, <laughs> absolutely yeah. not. But that's interesting because the effect of the emissions trading scheme on petrol prices right now is actually more than 10 cents, even when it's even when the carbon price is relatively low. It's about 11 cents, I think. And so if it's not sort of transparent to people, you know, they just sort of see it as part of the kind of mix. Whereas if you specially tag it and say, there's a climate thing, five extra cents, people yeah. start really bristling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Really I think confusing. too, it's not, it's not necessarily about speaking down to people or dumbing it down. It's just about talking about it in a way that it's relevant to them. So like, you know, in the, on, on the East Coast, you know, we talk about, you know, carbon farming and, you know, planting more trees and billion-dollar trees and that, like, there's not a huge appetite for people to go and plant permanent forests in the East Coast on behalf of the Hokainga. They're dealing with, like, forestry slash and all of that stuff. The last thing they want is a whole lot more pine trees getting planted there to supposedly sequester carbon, but it doesn't actually provide a whole lot of jobs because your uncles don't get to, or the nephs don't get to go cut it down in 30 years and, and take it off, you know, to the ports and stuff. So, yeah, I guess it's just about talking about these things in a way that people understand how it affects their communities. And that, that I mean, just actually coming back to that, I think we mentioned it last week, which was this morning, Uh it is. It is. It is. It is a little interesting. I, maybe I missed it during yesterday's debate. Did they mention the East Coast at all? Did they mention the site of the, the? I'm not oh, sure. That's Cyclone Gabriel. Cool. Cyclone, Cyclone Gabriel recovery. Being I don't discussed. think they mentioned it once. I mean, Bernard, uh, Bernard was making that point. We were talking earlier, and it is at the time. I remember we. Well, I remember talking. We probably talked about it on the pod. I certainly wrote a thing when it was kind of like this is. This is something that will last all the way through to the election, and it will, you know, it will, it, it will kind of, mm. it will rear itself everywhere because we can no longer blah blah blah. And it's just, just not true for the yeah. people who live there. Absolutely, for the people in Pihau, the people in Tarawiri, the people in Wairua, for the rest of us, it's kind of, it's slipped away. Yeah, and, and part of that is about you know how the media covers elections, like we. We tend to chase around the politicians. We're going to the goat farms and all of that sort of stuff. And some of those big important issues can just slide off the radar because media organisations don't keep the people there permanently on the ground, you know, reporting every day from Wairua or Esk Valley or any of those other places that have been, that, that are still living in a pile of, of silt. Mm. Hipkins was in Wairua today, it should be said. I don't know if that ended up on the 6 o'clock news. Um, whether there no, were, whether no, there was a, a media paper with him. He went to Gisborne, then to Wairua, and then I think to Napier, where he's, he's doing a roadie through the Wairua or something. I mean, the other thing that came out today, which is sobering, is the latest um, Ipsos issues monitor. Yeah. Um, uh, I say sobering as far as the climate change piece is concerned mm. because that had slid, it had gone up into mm. the top five, I think, for the first time ever back in February or something, and it sort of slid away. And now economy has come up, which is just another version of cost of living. Mm. Mm. And as far as the message it sends, it's um, it's all lit up in blue. You know, they do the, the top ten issues and, they, and the party that's considered yeah. the best equipped to deal with that issue. You know, it's cost of living, law and order, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Joel was explaining before on the pod that it's that, that National even have health and education now. 
And that combined with another question where they assess the performance of the government. They don't do straight polling, but they do assess the – there's a question on the performance of the government that's yeah, the lowest. rank it out of 10. It's the lowest point uh, since they started in 2018. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of see this and I kind of – I half-asked Grant Robertson about this and include that, but, but then you also wake up in the morning and they're talking on the radio about petrol going up to $3.50 a litre. Mm. And you kind of think – I mean, you made this point, Ben, a couple of weeks ago. It's, you know, you can overcomplicate, overanalyze and do all sorts of things. But really, those are not circumstances in which you win an election. That yeah. doesn't mean that's not to absolve Labour. They have been the government for six years. It's true. but And, and, and Robertson's been pretty good on, you know, Robertson obviously he's got a bit of a motivated reasoning there. But, you know, he says, you know, I think he's said and conceded himself at various debates you know, he says people want to change. Yeah. And then all he can say is, you know, a new government, I don't think a new government is the way to that's get right. the change you yeah. want, yeah. you know. Um, that's And that's a, it's a it's a hard argument to make. And and it's a hard argument to make because you don't have that many right. levers, you know. Yeah. You've got to vote. You it's don't like Annabelle's else, decided you know? to break up with us. <laughs> and yeah. we're saying you need something new. We can see that. What about... I changed my T-shirt. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what if we bring in Winston Peters? <laughs> just to mediate the whole, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, yeah, the other thing I, I noticed in the debate last night, there was a moment, God, I didn't say this today in the first pod this morning, there was a moment where. It's all right, we're working up to it. Christopher Luxton, Christopher Luxton, Hipkins, <laughs> who knows? Chris Luxton said, uh, you've had six years to do something about it. And Jessica Much Mackay was asking a separate question because there was a bit of overtalk mm. and it ended to do something about it. And it just sort of landed, do something about it, do something about it, like this kind of, you know, like like a delay pedal. And it was just like, well, there it is, right? Like it's, again, you've had six years. They were talking about law and order at that point. It's kind of, doesn't matter what the extenuating circumstances are, what the headwinds are, and it's like, and it is very, right. it is very funny, right? Because it's like, look, you came into office six years ago, and you know you knew how bad it was then. You should, you know, which of course you know is subsequent to a national government. It, they, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, the whole nine long years, etc. Six years to do something. I mean, look, Lux Luxon, you know, I think everyone's gone about it over to death. But Luxon hit his lines. He he really got it out more fluently and. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's tough. I thought, I thought Hipkins was quite good on the law and order stuff. You yeah, know, yeah, talking right. it, talking about yeah. you know the policy that they've got that yep. has seen you know had a an eighty percent success rate as opposed to, um, you know the um, the boot camps and the last lot of boot camps. What were they called? The LSV or whatever limited voluntary service, whatever it was, that had a that had a really high failure rate. And the other thing too that I, you know, that I think Hipkins did well last night, but Labor have failed to do well over the cost of living crisis was reminding people that, you know, but because of the way they manage the economy during COVID and stuff, um, you know, uh, we had really, really low unemployment figures and that spending actually helped to keep us ticking over, we could be in a much worse position. But they haven't been strong on that narrative. So, you know, it was mm. interesting to, he was to hear good it on last, that last night. night. Yeah. I raised this with Grant Robertson as well. Um, I totally understand 
you don't want to talk about COVID. I get it. Like, you know, that's what I would, if I were in those shoes, I would do the same things. Like, why are we going to talk about COVID? That's insane. Nobody wants to talk about COVID. It just sets off a whole lot of kind of traumatic synapses. It's not a good thing to talk about. But it remains probably what we will remember this government for the most. It remains their most impressive achievement. And, yes, Luxon kind of cauterized it in the debate by saying, well, I think they did well in the first yeah. half, the second yeah. half, da 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 Everyone forgets that we lived in this kind of, you know, this this idyll for however long it was, a year and a half, while the rest of the road world was melting down. And what Hipkins didn't say last night is we lived for a long time and we made it difficult because people were dying. People's, yeah. people's parents, people's aunties, people's siblings were dying and around we, the and world. And we were the and envy yeah, of the world. And yeah, it wasn't perfect. It was lumpy. Mm. And I don't know, the times I've heard Hipkins talk about that last night, Annabelle, as you say, mm. but also in a separate speech, he sort of almost got a little bit of energy from it because mm. he remembers that and it was mm. it was a crazy time. And like I say, totally understand that's not your go-to. Yeah. <laughs> that's not your go-to <laughs> argument. Hey, Re-elect us because of COVID, but it's still something. Speaking of COVID, there was another important news story today. Bad luck, bad, you know, like a um, um, unlucky story mm. for Lawyer NZ. Did you see that? Oh, the, they didn't register anything. They only registered they three people. Yeah. But they got 1% in the poll. But then the, third, but then the third person quit. So <laughs> they've only got two. <laughs> so two. is it just is Liz and one? Mm. Who's the other one? Oh my God. I don't know. So I think they had a, did they have a launch at Eden Park on Saturday. I saw I saw a, a lone uh, woman carrying a Loyal NZ placard and I was like, well, she... She, she must be keen. And then I, then I was driving past Eden Park and there was a, a counterspin media <laughs> like a trailer there. So I said, mm. I'm like, if you can't get your party registered in time, like, I can't wait to see what she does with the country. Oh, it's amazing. There's so much interesting kind of internet sign stuff going on in that world because they're, they're mad with Winston Peters, people who follow Loyal New Zealand. There are other people mad who are in the Leighton Baker Party and obviously the Brian Tamaki Freedoms NZ. They were the ones mm. who did the umbrella, so they're mad with them too. And this woman, Samantha Samantha Edwards, is that her name? The one who denounced Tamaki for having had vaccination centres in the car park. Oh, yeah. Mm. Did this, this sort of long sort of 35-minute video denouncing what they were <laughs> to just There was this person who was a psyops, these words she used, a psyops agent on Reality Check Radio because there was this individual that she discovered who was on RCR Radio, which is the, 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 the you know, conspiracy mm -hmm. line, Chantel Baker type, whatever, um, uh, uh, Forces for Freedom uh, Reality Radio Station. Check, yeah. yeah. And, and this guy who's been giving advice to people about the wasted vote oh, yes. and about if you fall under 5%, mm. you know, that you shouldn't vote for any parties that are on 1% or 2% because then the vote will be wasted. She'd done some research into this guy. Wow. This guy's name was Cameron Slater. <laughs> 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 she'd just go, and she'd, she'd found this book. What a this book called what a Dirty sleuth. Politics. <laughs> <laughs> and that what's more, but wait, <laughs> reveal, he was also has family links to the National Party. <laughs> it was just like you think of Cam Slater who's ended up going, oh, well, I can get an audience there, whatever, I'll take it, I'll do whatever it takes to keep blogging. And then it's like, well, you know, that's what happens, right, well, when you take a bite of that cookie. Look, in, in a way, she's right. She's not right for the... She's not her reasoning's not right, but 
you know, the New Zealand New Zealand first courting that vote, you know, it, it's not a psyop, it's not a setup, but it is a scam, right? It's it's courting these these people. Winston Peters wants to be foreign minister again. He's not going to issue invitations to the World Health Organization or the UN or Davos or any of that. <laughs> He's going to be right there in the middle with the globalists the order. And, yeah. at the banquets. And, the, you know, this this is a guy who loves multinational and multilateral organizations and, and, and the rules-based world order. I mean... You know, if they vote for ben, if they vote for Peters, they deserve about? what they get, and uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to get the globalist agenda. That's what you're saying. Can we talk about oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got anything else to happen today, Ben? We've only got twelve <laughs> minutes to fill. Fuck, twelve um, minutes shit. to fill. Uh, okay, Terry, can, can, can did you did you get that video that you can play? No. Sam, have you got any more compliments? Give Ben some compliments. Is there any being compliments? Oh, no, uh, there was a health, there was a, a fact check, there was an RNZ fact check um, saying that Christopher Luxon was incorrect when he said many times during the debate that mm. every health, no health figures had gotten better oh, under yeah. Labour. Hopkins came out in the second one. I think he'd got it from David Talbot, his pollster, or from Andrew Curtin, who were in the room with him. Uh, he came out saying smoking numbers are better. That's a health issue. Is that the one, or have RNZ found more? Uh, RNZ used uh, they had various cancer cancer registrations, and oh. they're sort of between. They said that a number of them had drop offs between 2017 and 2019, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, one of those years wasn't actually <laughs> Labor went really in government for much of it, but you know, sure. Um, uh, so you know, that's good news for Hipkins for the next debate. He can note that down or print that off. Um, Oh, shit. TV, uh, TV3 debate tomorrow night. Yeah, are we going to that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, they call it the power brokers to add. Mm-hmm. So that will be, who will that be? Well, that'll be Winston. Winston. One of the Greens. Marama. Marama. Yep. Uh, Te Pāti Māori. Debbie. Debbie. Yep. And Seymour. David Seymour. Yep. So it's quite a, it's quite a type four. It was quite good last year. I remember last year, last time. Mm. Did you go last time? And I think Winston Peters was really Really impressed. I was sort of surprised that he he was in heavy handbrake mode at the time. You know, he was sort of mm-hmm. trying to scramble around and find a, a strategy. Um, but that'll be interesting. What comes out of that? Well, I mean, is, is it? It's not being. Pl- is it played on air? Or is it yeah. streamed? Yeah. It's oh. notice. It's. I think I it's think a it's, half hour delay or something. But yeah, it's on. Yeah. I, think I think it's on news up tomorrow night. Um, yeah, look, could 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 be valuable around the margins. I think the the, the real interest there is um, the Peters Seymour mm. kind of clash. Um, I think it'll be quite clashy. Richard Preble, I think, wrote that it will be. He obviously has a dog in the fight uh, called David, but he said that it'll be David Seymour versus the rest, and everyone will be around trying to slap down Seymour, and if Seymour survives unscathed, then. The future is beautiful. So if Richard Preble is still supporting David Seymour but Roger Douglas isn't, does that mean that Roger Douglas and Richard Preble are not bros anymore? I think they broke up a while ago. I mean, look, Um, for context, Roger Douglas... Roger Douglas does this basically every election. He says, actors deviated too far from my original ideals, then yeah. become a populist party and I can no longer support them. He he said this when he was an act MP <laughs> between 2008 <laughs> and 2011. Um, you know, God, God bless Sir Roger, but, I mean, he's he's one of the last of the real purists. Have you Did you, you know? ever actually read his open letter? 
It was it was only reported in short, and I found it on one of the on the New Zealand political research something, one of those ones, you know, those slightly slightly weird ones. And um, it's amazing. It's a I found it recently before I interviewed David Seymour, trying to see if there was anything actually that I could quote at him. <laughs> it was almost <laughs> nothing. It was amazing. It was basically about how his voucher systems really yeah, have, never, have not been followed through. And, yeah. you know, that's his And that's idea. his passion. That's yeah. why he yeah. says he's still a socialist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Sir Roger was never – he was never a classic, you know, sort of classic orthodox, you know, He wasn't Roger Kerr. He, yeah, he he had this very idiosyncratic, market-based, very market-based, but very socially democratic kind of mm. approach to things. Mm. Um, yeah, mad, the, the mad scientist, you know, we won't see his likes again. Richard Preble, on the other hand, is still, you know, is still the the dad, the, <laughs> the, the uncle, the godfather of the egg party. You know, he's still... I think until relative recently, he was still writing free press quietly, wasn't yeah. he? The, the the common ancestor is Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> is Rodney still friends with ACT? Or? No, Rodney's on radio on on RCR radio now. Rodney's Rodney is hosting, you know, with um, Peter Williams and who's the dude who used to be on national uh, radio? Paul, someone? No. Paul, 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 Paul. That's right. Yeah, like that. Paul. Can't remember. Mm. I know the one you mean. Yeah. Though. What a time. With the big hair. Lots of hair. Mm. Yeah. Again, he was in that sort of strange. How was your interview with Seymour? I haven't listened to it. It's okay, yet. it was okay. I mean, I, I think I did feel a little bit like I took a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just a he's just a machine. He's really mm. hard out. I mean, I, you know, it was an interesting conversation. Mm. Um, uh, but um, people seem to find it interesting. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Did you listen to it yet? No, I haven't heard. Why not? How um, come? I, I, I saw that it was one of the episodes that didn't have me in it. Um, no, uh, I, I don't. Yeah. No, I just just have. I've been pretty snowed under. Been, right, a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work uh, yeah. preparing for. Because uh, preparing for a change of government. It came out on Saturday, did it? Or I don't know. I think yes. it came out on Saturday. So what I've been doing is I've been blocking up on like Thursday night. I listen to like six hours of New Zealand politics podcasts. So tomorrow it'll be eighteen <laughs> to, to get up to speed with this. But um, um, yeah, so no, that's that's why I haven't listened to it. But you know, you're right. Look, the thing is, these guys are very good. You know, Winston. You know, I don't know. Do you say Winston's um, interview with Moana, um, Mani Poto, mm. Tiao, with no. Moana? I mean, he's great. You know, you actually forget. You know, you're, you're like, oh, he's just he's so charming. And, and mm. you know, he gets really indignant and talks about his background and fighting for Māori land rights, which actually is, you know, his sort of creation story. Um, and, you know, talking about, you know, how you know how he was Minister of Māori Affairs and all the things he's done and how he understands. Ah, well, this is a bit awkward. This is Toby Manhire. And that was when the recording stream cut out because YouTube had reached its limit. <laughs> We'd maxed out YouTube. There's a cutoff point after a certain time. It's just shy of 12 hours, mysteriously. And so who knows what Ben was about to say. If I recall correctly, it was something really insightful and witty and quite moving. Uh, and then Annabelle said something kind of groundbreaking and um, affecting. And then I said something humorous to round off the conversation. There was, there was just a lot of applause, uh, tears, 
it was just an amazing time. I can't recall the detail, but that's all we've got. That's the end. That was the end of our 12 hours of podcasting, the end of this uh, shorter podcast that you're listening to. Thanks for bearing with us. We will be back soon with more classic ordinary politics chat. Kia ora e te iwi, Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.